0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon.
1: All right, folks, what I want you to do is... We're going to look at two different passages today for our Christmas message. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9. It's really a very well-known prophecy concerning the reality of Christ. And so I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles there. Also, if you want, you can turn over to John chapter 1. We're going to look at a few verses in chapter 1 as well as we proceed along in our passage. But we're going to talk about the reality of Christmas for you and I, because let's just be honest, these are definitely uncertain times. And with the uncertainty, that brings, really, to be honest with you, a level of darkness in our lives. And yet we want to focus on Christmas. We want to... To see the reality of Christmas, we want to have hope, joy, peace. We want to sense his love in the midst of all that we're going through. So that's why I thought that as I was praying about this message for for this week, for you and I, that's why I thought we would go back again to Isaiah chapter 9 to the first seven verses and also to John chapter 1. Because we need to see that there is hope, that there is something more than the darkness. Because the darkness is real. In fact, I want to make a couple of points to you about the darkness. I want you to, to see a couple of things about the darkness that you and I need to be aware of. Because it's real to us, especially during these times. Here's the first one. Uncertainty and a feeling of not being in control brings despair. Uncertainty. Boy, doesn't that describe our times. Then there's this whole issue of feeling not being in control. We'd like to be in control. We in fact, if you're like me, you like I'm a planner. I like planning things out. That's one of the things that uh irritates some of my family members is that I I don't like stuff being sprung on me. I'd like to have it in my calendar. I'd like to have I'd like to be in control. I think we're all in that right now. But, you know, the problem is is that with the times that we're in right now, there is no control. There is no control because really to be honest with you, it's it's out of control because so much of what's going on right now is really dependent upon someone else. So the problem with the uncertainty and the feeling of not being in control, it brings despair. These are times of darkness, the reality. And, and, and really, the despair is only compounded when there's no sense of hope. Usually when we go through a crisis, there's a sense of hope. We're going to get through this. We're going to get to the other end. We can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's why, I'll be honest with you, the reality of Christmas should mean so much more to us. What do I mean by that? Well, Typically, and this is true in my life, Christmas is, huh, I love this time of year. Gatherings, friends, parties. Christmas is celebrations, food. Oh, the wonderful food. You know, and, and, and for instance, for me, the cheese ball that Lori would bake. It would be this time of year. Christmas is the gifts or the giving of gifts and, and seeing the smiles on your children's face or, or or seeing the smile on your loved one's face or a friend's face when you give them a gift. Christmas is the traditions of gathering together and like on a candlelight service, lighting candles together, singing the old Christmas carols together. That That is in our minds what Christmas is. and And a lot of times that really to be honest with you maybe drown out the reality of what Christmas is really about but here's what what has happened We, we find ourselves in a situation which is out of our control we're in the midst of uncertainty we've got lots of disappointments happening And it's stripping away all of that. It's removed away all of that stuff that we used to focus on and get us back to the real issue of what Christmas is really about. So that's what brings us to the two passages that I want to talk to you about. Because these are dark times. Let me just stop for a moment. When I use the term darkness... A lot of times people you know, have been influenced so much by media, we think in terms of darkness as being satanic and, and everything that has to do with that. Darkness is not that. Darkness is despair, gloom, no hope. Yes, it's sin, but it also goes beyond that. And some, you know, live in darkness, not because they live in Satanism, but because they live in despair and depression, gloom, no hope. So let's, let's look together. We're going to look first of all at Isaiah, to, to a prophecy given during Isaiah's time. This is 700 years before the birth of Jesus. But listen to what he says. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed, as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning in the fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward. Even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take this passage first, and we're going to look at the promise, the reality of what we were promised. Now, you say, what does this have to do with me right now, George? Because it sounds like you're talking about something else, and I understand the prophecy of Jesus, But I I need you to understand this was written to a specific group of people giving them hope in the midst of their darkness. So it has meaning to you and I. In the midst of these times of uncertainty, in the midst of these times where we have no control, in the midst of these times when everything else seems stripped away and we're looking for hope, we're looking for something to hold on to. This passage, this passage of prophecy concerning the coming of Christ is for you and I. And So I want you to see three things here. Three, well, four things actually. Four things that are amazing for you and I to see. Number one, the gloom of the despair will not last forever. The gloom of the despair will not last forever. Forever. Very first thing he says here is this. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. This passage that was written was written, as we'll see later, to the land of Nephitality and the land of Zebulun, was written to the northern tribes who were at that time their own nation. But at that time, they were defeated by the Assyrians and carried away because of their sin into exile. Life as they knew it ended. Life as they had considered normal ceased to exist. They went from being free to slaves, to be carried away to foreign lands that they didn't know, to be scattered abroad as God had warned them. They were in gloom. They were in despair. Things were definitely out of their control. And so the prophet Isaiah, led by the Spirit of God, records this prophecy and he tells them that the gloom of the despair will not last forever. They'll get through it. Because there's a hope. See, this is really the message that you and I need to grasp a hold of in this Christmas season. Yes, these are uncertain times. Yes, there are disappointments. Yes, the things that we normally would do in this celebration season can't be done for whatever reason and your things are uncertain as far as work and things are uncertain as far as your bills. Things are uncertain as far as your health. Things are uncertain. There's gloom and despair. And, and what you and I need to grasp a hold of and need to be reminded of, especially in this Christmas season, is that the gloom of the despair will not last forever. Folks, it is not always going to be like this. You need to hold on to that thought. It's not always going to be like this. That's what Christmas communicates. The reality of the birth of Jesus is it's not always going to be like this. Here's the second thing I want you to see. There is a promise of light to those who dwell in darkness. A promise of light to those who dwell in darkness. Verse 2, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Here's what here's what I want you to see. In the midst of the darkness, there's light. There's hope. There's one who understands. I, I think we understand. I think we comprehend that, right? Because. You might be going through it right now, and, and, and the feeling of going through it right now is the, the reality of the isolation, so to speak, in which we, we feel like nobody understands exactly how I feel and exactly what it is that I'm going through. And, and the reality is, is that there is one. He is the light in the midst of your darkness. Head to the light. That's the promise. The promise is Jesus. Jesus is the light to hold on to in the midst of all that you and I have. Whether we're going through, for some of us right now, things are going great, things are wonderful. For others, it's not. This is not a great season. There's still the light. And the promise of the light, the promise of the reality of the child who would become a man, who was God, who would die for us. Here's here's the next thing I want you to see. The light in the midst of our darkness is the promised one, Jesus. That's what he's saying here when you look at verse 6, for Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. See, here's here's the reality of Christmas. Christmas isn't just the little babe in the manger. Yes, that's what we celebrate. Christmas is who that was and why he was here. Why the Spirit came upon a virgin Mary to conceive with her that which was of the Holy Spirit, which would be this special child, fully God, fully man, Jesus. And he was here, not by chance. He was here because of love, love for the Father and obedience, love for you and I. He was here for us. And he is the one who brings us the light. That is life. He is the promised one. And the other thing we see here is this. He will be a ruler of superior character. That's the fourth thing I want you to see here. He will be a ruler of superior character. Listen to what it says here. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, when I was looking at this, I thought, wow, yes, I've read that so many times. These are wonderful titles of Jesus. And then I realized... I was missing it. In reading the titles, I was missing it. What was I missing? Listen again. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is these names... Because these names reflect who he is. Think about who he is. This is what I was missing earlier. Think about who he is. I think this is what we miss. We just think of the babe in a manger. We think of Jesus who died for us. But think about what this prophecy is describing him as. It's giving him names that describe him, that reflect who he is. And who he is means something because it's significant for you and I. So, for instance, look at what it says here. He will be called wonderful. Wonderful. Meaning, you and I will find him wonderful because of the way that he interacts in our lives. Counselor, the one who helps us, who comes alongside of us. The one who's always with us, who's there to guide us. Mighty God. Is that not what we want for our lives? Mighty God. The one who can do all things. Everlasting Father. That speaks for itself. The true father and the prince of peace. The one who brings peace to our lives. This is the promise. Can I be honest with you? This is what we need in our lives right now. Peace. The reality of Jesus. This is the light in the midst of our gloom. Well, then that brings us really to what I want to focus on in the reality that Jesus is the fulfillment. Just a couple of points here, but we find it in John chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 1 to 5, as well as verses 9 through 13. Listen to what John writes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it that was the true light which gives light to every man coming Into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man but of God. Here's two final things I want you to see about this light that comes into darkness. And here is the first one. Jesus, the eternal one, is the light of life to all men. This is what you and I need to grasp, folks when we're in the midst of our uncertainty, when we are struggling with the feelings of not being in control, when we are in despair because of these times, there is Jesus. He is the eternal one. He has always existed. He is the one who created everything. He is the light of life to all men. It's in him that we have our life. Not in our plans being fulfilled not in our dreams coming true because we know if you're holding on to that, that's fleeting because plans always fail. Dreams don't always happen. But true life, the light of life, is only found in Jesus. So in the midst of all that we're going through right now, as it's all being stripped away the way we used to do it, it comes back to one reality. Jesus. He is our light, the light of life for us. But there's one other thing that I want you to see here in this passage that I think is truly significant, truly wonderful for you and I to consider We see that in that verses 9 through 13, and that's this. Embracing the light is the simple question of faith. Embracing the light is the simple question of faith. Listen again what he says here. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Now here it is, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Here's the reality. The reality is is that here is the light in the world. That's what we're celebrating. But it's up to you and I as to whether or not we embrace it. John tells us that there are those who don't. That reject. They don't recognize who he is, nor care. But to those who do, to them he gives the Right to become the children of God. They're the children of God. And it comes down to the simple question of faith. Not just simple belief, but faith, which goes beyond simple belief to the whole issue of trust, commitment. That's what Christmas is about the life that we have in Jesus, in the midst of all that's going on. That's why, like with the Advent wreath, we celebrate hope, the hope we have in Christ. We celebrate peace, the peace that we can have in the midst of all that's going on. We celebrate joy, not happiness, but joy, true joy that comes from the reality of knowing Jesus and that we can have joy in the midst of all that we go through. We celebrate love. Why? Because he loved us when he sent Jesus. This is the reality of Christ. So let me just leave you with this one point. Look beyond your circumstances to the promised Messiah. Look Beyond your circumstances what, what do I mean by that? well again, as I've said, you know we we've got our plans we've got our dream of what we want to see happen, but a lot of things right now are out of our control. Someone gets sick so they can't come. Someone has to quarantine because they came in contact with somebody who got sick so they can't come. the dreams and the plans that we have laid seem to just be falling apart. You're not sure what's going on with work. You're not sure about finances. You're not even sure about your own health. There's this despair that comes upon upon us. The traditions, the gatherings, they're not the same. This just doesn't seem normal. When is this going to end? Well, I'm telling you, you and I need to look beyond that To the promised one. To the Messiah, Jesus. Because he's the light. And that's what each of us need to do this time of year. In many ways, has stripped a lot of the other things away to bring us back to the one Reality that we cannot forget Jesus and our need for Him.
0: Thank you for being with us this morning, and we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street.